Hey everybody, it's Matt Hardman coming to you live via recording devices through the internet into your ears. It is the Race Nerd Podcast here on CKCC Radio, home of the plethora of programming, as I call it. And if you're not already a listener of CKCC Radio, definitely check them out on Facebook, Twitter, and all your podcasting um, apparati, apparatuses, apparati, um, because it is a great time to be a CKCC radio listener. There is a new shop, show that dropped, not a new show that chopped, but a new show that dropped, a uh, new program called Park Hopper 101 where Chris O'Mealy and Eric Flores, uh, two of the three hosts of the Nerd Table, will talk about theme parks. And these are two guys who have a hell of a lot of experience uh, at theme parks, um, being both of them worked for both uh, Walt Disney World and their various theme parks and Universal Studios. Um, so I think it's really cool. They they tell some stories. They tell you about the rides, uh, the history of some of the rides, uh, their experiences working there. It's a really cool uh, new idea. I, I actually dug the episode, uh, even though I've really only I've been to to Disney World uh, twice. Tried to visit a couple of the parks each time down there, but um, been to Florida twice, so it was it was a habit to go to both of those wonderful venues, uh, and they do a really good job with that. Uh, Chris has also launched a new show for you patrons called Shooting Street, where he takes on uh, the topics of today. And gives his opinions in the world on stuff that's going on. I, it's a different kind of show. It's a um, very honest and open show. Uh, certainly <coughs> not the run-of-the-mill uh, club kayfabe uh, creative community uh, programming, but it is really entertaining as well. And it's it's different. It's different, and if you are a patron, you know, five bucks or more a month, um, you can actually listen to that and all the patron uh, content that's out there. Uh, I've even done I've done um, ten special episodes of on Patreon uh, just on the Race Nerd podcast, and I got a couple ideas that. Um, you know, maybe do some other specials uh, that aren't really wrestling related, you know, or racing related. Yeah, I don't need to blow my spot already. Um, but, uh, you know, do stuff that, you know, isn't in the norm of this show. Uh, you know, I got an idea. Kicking around an idea when it comes time for, you know, 
because baseball season is right around the corner. You know, maybe something with that or, you know, something different. You know, it's still kind of in the same theme, but in, the, in a different light. Anyway, we'll talk about that when that comes up. Um, but we got to talk about Atlanta. Um, there's a lot of stuff that went on in Atlanta. Uh, some good, some bad. Um, some bowling shoe ugly. Um, you know, we got a couple of announcements. Um, you know, involving the Dirt Derby, involving uh, Eldora, not Eldora, sorry, Darlington. Wow, I know where my head was at. Think of the Bristol Dirt Race, I'm still thinking of Eldora. Um, anyway, got a whole lot on that. We got a uh, Got a whole bunch of stuff going on. Um, but first, we got a pop Quiznos. And this week's pop Quiznos, being it's still um, NASCAR, uh, not NASCAR, National Women's Month, this question is the band L7. An all-women's rock band once did a song about uh, this race, this female racing pioneer. Now, if I tell you the song, it would give it away, but uh, this is this is a good one. We'll let you guys think. We'll give an answer at the end of the show. Anyway. Um, we were talking about Atlanta. Um, there was a lot of news going into it. You know, obviously, it's Kurt Busch's first truck race of the season. Will he continue his dominance in the, well, second truck race? I apologize. I forgot. Homestead was his first, uh, the race that John Hunter won. Um, but... You know, would he would he continue his dominance? Would he get a, a 60th win in the trucks? Um, how would Bill Lester do in his return to NASCAR at the track where he made his Cup debut, um, being the last African American to uh, qualify for a Cup race uh, prior to Bubba Wallace? Um, and it is noon now. It is noon here. <laughs> I don't know why I felt like telling you it's noon. Probably because initially I was supposed to record this show um, yesterday. Um, but while I was at work, there was a situation that kind of uh, screwed any idea of recording yesterday. Uh, so I just kind of put it you know, out of my head, out of my mind, and not to really think about it. But anyway, um, getting back to Atlanta, you know, we had that story. We have, um, would Austin Sindrick continue on his winning ways, and would he pick up his third um, Xfinity Series win of the season? Um and on the cup, you know, how would 
the drivers, uh, you know, navigate uh, the one and a half mile, very worn Atlanta Motor Speedway. Um, and also, will we have another first time winner on the season? Or will one of the previous five winners this year be the one to pick up their second uh, trophy of the year? Anyway, um, so we start off with Friday with Atlanta, where once again, Marcus Limones of uh, Camping World will sponsor 10 trucks this time. Uh, trucks like Jordan Anderson, uh, Sheldon Creed, uh, Ryan Truex, Zane Smith. You know, many trucks. Norm Benning, um, they, would, they would carry those Camping World colors. And this just wasn't like one-off at Las Vegas. I mean, this is actually being a really cool thing, and he's really, you know, trying to promote the sport and help these teams at the same time. And uh, I, I think this program is working. I just don't want to see it, you know, kind of fizzle out. And uh, but you would have that story. You would have. Um, Bill Lester, who will be driving the 17 truck that uh, Kevin Harvick will be driving this upcoming weekend in the truck series race at Bristol. Um, Lester would have problems with his truck and finish back of the pack, which is unfortunate, uh, especially for a guy like Bill, who is a genuine nice guy. Uh, it sucks to see that happen. But being a truck race with Kyle Busch in it, it's a truck race with Kyle Busch in it. Uh, Kyle wins his 60th truck race uh, of his career, um, further cementing uh, himself in the record books in that series. Um, and I think this is, you, you, I think this is more than just Kyle winning. I think. This is also kind of a um, kind of a uh, a dry run, not a dry run, but um, a um, litmus test for uh, stuff that they're going to work on uh, during the year. I think this is it's a it's a great thing um, that to see to see how they were last year and to see where they are this year. It, it's it. It's a vast improvement on the team, and you can't help but um, root for them on that. So, um, you have all that Saturday's race. Saturday's race is probably the talk of the weekend, and that is for many reasons. Um, but one thing not, not to be, um, I don't know what was, not to be, uh, Overshown is the fact that um, Justin Allgaier uh, picks up his first win of the season, the first win of the season for Junior Motorsports, uh, in a race that was overshadowed by his teammate, 
uh, Noah Gregson in his actions uh, involving Daniel Hemrick. Uh, these two had had a little bit of issues earlier on in the season. Uh, a lot of hard racing between them, and depending on who you talk to is depending on who's at fault. Um, Hemrick said that they were racing hard before a late race pit stop um, and had flipped him the bird going into the pits. Gregson denies all this. Um, basically, the two of them were pitting one behind another. Gregson pitting in front of Hemrick. And um, Gregson would miss his pit stall. Um, throw his car into reverse and back in New Hemrick's car on pit road, um, infuriating uh, the, the young driver from uh, Joe Gibbs Racing. And eventually, with Gregson finishing fourth during his post-race interview, um, Hemrick would interrupt the the uh the interview and punches and whatnot would be thrown. Um, and this this melee would, would start off um, Hemrick claiming that he uh, that he had <coughs> that he had connected with punches with uh, Gregson. Gregson um, claiming that wasn't the case. NASCAR looking into all this. And um, as of yesterday, uh, Tuesday, as we're recording on a Wednesday, um, no penalties will be uh, levied against either driver for their post-race fracas. Um, and also, it was found to that the contact on pit road with Gregson hitting um, Hemrick's car was unintentional um, so that this, you know, this would be a non-factor. Um, you know, I, I kind of agree with NASCAR that there shouldn't be penalties thrown for this, um, but at the same time, um, Gregson needs to be aware of his actions uh, because this is not good. Um, he is, this is his second, third incident in the past month now. Um, he's been involved with wrecks with his teammates uh, earlier in the year. Uh, obviously, the incident with um, with David Starr just a few weeks ago. And now with this, this um, I know Dale Jr., uh, his owner had taken uh, the approach of um, Noah being a young man and he's going to have to learn on his own. I think that while I, I do agree with Jr. on that, I think as a team owner, it might be time to pull this young man aside and say, hey, you pretty much have pissed off the entire field. Um, it's time to tone it down. You know, we appreciate your vigor. 
re appreciate your um, your your everything, but um, you can't keep doing this week in and week out. Um, I don't know how Junior's going to approach it. Uh, I figured it would be a topic of discussion on the Dale Jr. download um, for this week, but that is not currently out yet. Um, so, moving on from that, we got to talk the cup race. The cup race was the Kyle Larson show until about 10 laps prior to the finish, where Larson, who had the most dominant car all day, um, his car went away from him, and um, basically, Ryan Blaney would swoop in, pick up his first win of the season, and the first win for uh, Team Penske on the year. <coughs> and Kyle Larson, who was in position to actually be the first driver to win two races of the 2021 calendar, uh, was left to go home with a second place finish. Um, the racing at Atlanta was good. The track is well worn. Uh, so I think that this is a, um, it's a, a great, you know, it was a great race. And while you kind of feel a little dejected for Larson, um, you know, Ryan Blaney ran a smart race, had the fastest pit stops out there. And, you know, you really can't, um, can't say that there really was any close competition because this was just utter, you know, the, this pit crew was about a second faster than, um, than, you know, anybody else on average during their four pit stops. Uh, and it put Blaney in position. Um, the 12 team uh, took better care of their car and their tires on the long runs. And, you know, it paid off. It paid. Sometimes it's better to be the, the tortoise than the hare. So... Now we're going into Bristol, the the dirt race at Bristol, which we'll see some special schemes. Uh, Kevin Harvick running a special um, dirt paint scheme uh, in honor of the first race on dirt in, in NASCAR's top division in over 50 years, um, which is an astounding number when you think about it. Um, you know, he will also be running the Hunt Brothers um Ford F-150 in the uh, dirt truck race uh, just a few days earlier. Uh, this is going to be exciting. Um, Brett Moffitt will be running a special uh, paint scheme in honor of Barefoot Bill McGre uh, Bob McGreedy, uh, who I think is... Uh, Tim McCready's father. Um, did I say McCready? Uh, 
Tim McCready's father, if I remember correctly. And uh, I don't want to say for certain, so I'll say if I remember correctly. Um, but a, uh, a, 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 dirt a dirt racing legend, um, Barefoot Bob is. Um, so we're going to look at a lot of drivers getting a lot of seat time. Uh, you know, with, uh, you know, obviously we had the Bristol Nationals where they ran the, the dirt race, uh, which saw Kyle Larson finish runner-up there. Um, Kyle certainly has, um, you know, put on a show, and it's showing no sign, no sign of him slowing down from where he was last year, um, being the most competitive driver in racing uh, here in the U.S. Other little things. Um, we saw that... Uh, that Sebastian Bourdais uh, was one of the winners this this past weekend in the uh, the twelve hours of Sebring uh, with his Mustangs uh, sampling racing um, uh, Daytona prototype. Um, Jimmy Johnson and the Ally. Uh, Cadillac uh, had a had a decent run, um, but they did not finish on the podium. Uh, he has equated the DPI car, the Daytona prototype car, as the closest thing uh, to driving in a Indy car uh, that he can get into right now. Um, that about he compared the similarities. Um, in their handling and their speed and their maneuverability um, and compared to the big boxy stock cars that he ran for so many years in NASCAR. Uh, also, um, speaking of Bourdais, it is announced that Rocket Mobile will be uh, Bourdais' sponsor on the uh, number 14 uh Chevrolet for AJ Foyt racing in the IndyCar series, um, which gives that team hope. Uh, as last year they ran with a myriad of sponsors, uh, with drivers, um, Tony Kanon, um, Bourdais part time, among others. Uh, this will be the first full time sponsor for the team, uh, since ABC Building Supply uh, was uh, had left. The team, their uh, longtime sponsor. Uh, other than that, I'm trying to think of any other news that has come out. Um, none that I can think of, but um, we do have a trivia question to answer, and that is the all-woman band L7 released a song uh, based on this um, female racing pioneer. And this female racing pioneer, you just need to know the name Cha-Cha. And Cha-Cha is the one and only Shirley Muldowney, um, the former uh, top fuel champion in the NHRA, a longtime racer, 
and was still racing until about maybe 10 years ago, I believe. Uh, so, it, this, this song came out in the mid-90s. I remember hearing it from uh, the soundtrack to a movie called Foxfire, uh, which ended up was one of the first Angelina Jolie uh, uh, movie appearances. Um, I don't remember much of the movie. Uh, I just remember that song was on the soundtrack. Actually, it was one of the, I think, one of the few um, L7 songs that I've ever listened to. Uh, that in Shitlist. Um, that's only the only reason why I remember that is because that was Brian Pillman's ECW theme. But anyway, um, I digress. Anyway, uh, Bristol is this weekend. Definitely check it out. Um, before I forget, um, with all the Bristol stuff, we have another announcement that has been made um, involving Darlington throwbacks. And the first announced one is Josh Berry with his sponsor Tire Pros will be running a throwback to team owner Dale Jr. and his 2001 Pepsi 400 uh, winning car. Uh, the the Major League Baseball All-Star Game car that uh, everybody remembers Junior would win the, the 400, um, the first race at Daytona after the death of his father. Um, who, who, can't, who can't forget the, um, the moment where uh, Dale and his teammate Michael Waltrip are, are hugging uh, in the infield after they won, finishing uh, uh, first and second, uh, a flip over how they would finish uh, just a few months earlier at Daytona. Uh, this was this is a really awesome paint scheme. I know Chase Purdy, uh, current Truck Series driver, uh, he ran it in the in an ARCA race a few years back. With his sponsor, Bama Buggies. Uh, but this is pretty cool. And I'm really looking forward to see what else they roll out for um, this year's race. And that's only right around the corner. It's the beginning of May. Uh, so, anyway, until then, I'm Matt Hardman. And I will see you at the track.